Yo, what's going on? You're tuning in to the Homie Devs Podcast. We got a special guest here today. My name is Ashley, um, and I write poetry. I got my Twitter. It's Mommy Ivy, M-A-M, triple I-V-Y. Right on, right on. So today's topic is going to be abuse in relationships, young relationships, and uh, how to overcome that. So first question is going to be, at what age did you experience an abusive relationship? Uh, it started at 15. 15? Yeah, I was a junior in high school. Ah, uh, man. <laughs> okay, so how did you find your way into that relationship? What kind of guy was this? Um, well, he kind of gave off the impression that he was a good guy. Like, he was, he gave off the impression like he could love unconditionally, that he was a great listener, that he was just everything a woman would basically ask for, even though I was just 15. But um, I noticed, like, maybe four months into the relationship, he was not who he perceived himself to be. Right. He was, it was more emotionally abusive than it was anything else. And at that age, I didn't know what that was. I just thought that was love. Right. And to me, that was my definition of love because that's just, that's also the same kind of love I grew up with with my mom and um, my family. Mm. Yeah, so it gets deep. Mm-hmm. Do you remember your first encounter with him? The abuse or just him in general? Uh, just the abuse. Um, looking back on I think the first time was when I had looked through his phone and I found out. It was just literally a month into the relationship and he was cheating. And he kind of made me believe I was the reason why he cheated mm. with the things he was saying. And at first I just, you know, I let that go, whatever. And then the very first time we got into an argument he used everything I told him against me. Oh, so wow. my dad not being in my life, he told me I was the reason why he wasn't in my life. Um, everything that was going wrong in my life is basically I'm the reason why. And it just got worse over time. It got a lot worse over time. Jesus. He really trying to hurt you. Oh, yeah. That wasn't even... I wouldn't even half of it. That's just the beginning. So what emotions do you remember feeling... At those times, like he would talk down. Um, anxiety, but more like disappointment, because before I met him, I kind of knew the person I was gonna be and the person I was at the time. Like I was, I've always been a very expressive person. Like I can express my feelings. I can tell you I miss you. I can tell you how I feel, and I don't care. But after, like during the relationship, and after, I just kind of felt like. I wasn't myself. I felt like I was watching myself outside of my body. Mm. I felt like I felt like I didn't want to, like I shouldn't be here. That's right. just how it made me feel. And everything, like I questioned everything about myself. Like nothing seemed right. Um, I don't know. I guess it's just hurt and anxiety. Jeez. That's heavy. So at what point did you say, you know what, fuck this. I'm going to make a change for the better. Fuck this nigga. At what point? Maybe uh, six, seven months after the relationship ended. Jesus Christ. Yeah, because yeah. I was still dealing with him after the relationship. Because I'm just thinking, you know, one day he's going to wake up and he's going to change. He's going to see that I love him so much. He's just not going to treat me like that no more. That never happened. It never does. It, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> it was a situation that happened and... Um, I had lost a baby 
by somebody else. Mm. And he knew about it, and he called the baby I lost a flea. Wow. And told me I was a dog and all kinds of things. So after that, that's when I was just like, I can't deal with this anymore. Because I had like a whole, I had to be hospitalized after that situation. Because I had a whole panic attack, and it was, it was bad. It's heavy, man. It's it was heavy. bad. So, since you made that decision to, you know, better your life, mm-hmm. and, you know, better the people around you, what, what does that role look like? What did you have to work on emotionally, um, mentally? Um, trust. trust. I had to be able to not only trust myself again, but trust those around me because I feel like when you get into an abusive relationship or when it turns into an abusive relationship, the aftermath affects everything, not just your relationship. It affects you, your friendships, the relationship with your family, everything. Because I didn't trust anybody. I just felt like everybody was going to flip a switch one day. Everybody's going to wake up and just change up on me because that's exactly what he had did. Um, I feel like... Well, this is a lot. I haven't talked about this in a minute. Um, it's just... It's trust, and then it's about patience, too, because it's not an overnight change, too grow because I could never go back to the person I was before that relationship I just had to I had to learn who I was and especially being at a young age like that it was really crucial to go through that at that time I didn't have anybody to tell that to I didn't have family to go to I just kind of took it that's gotta be lonely it was it was super lonely it was I was very I was anorexic around that time because he didn't want me to get fat um that was just the main reason why I was anorexic. I didn't want to eat. I didn't have an appetite. I didn't want to do anything because I just didn't have the motivation. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to impress him in the best way I could. So after that, I had to learn to love myself again because I gained so much weight after that. Mm-hmm. Um, shit, that's all I could think of. Like, It's a trust. Cause right now, I think I still haven't recovered from some of it. And I'm about to be 22 this year. Right. I haven't been in a relationship kind of since then. Because right. I just don't. I don't really trust like that. So how does a poetry tie into the trauma? That's what got me through it. I didn't know how to talk to people. I didn't know how to express it because I didn't want nobody laughing at me. And I didn't want to go through the fact that nobody was going to believe me. So I bought a notebook and I just wrote everything down. And it just, in a kind of creative way, it wasn't like just paragraphs and me explaining myself. It was like people had to kind of read it between the lines and put two and two together, yeah. which create the poetry. And people understood that more than they understood my regular words. Okay. So that helped a lot. So do you remember your first poem? Shit. Um, I don't. I know one main one that I wrote about him, it started out talking about um, how he's just two-faced. It's in my phone somewhere, but he was very two-faced. Listen, I ain't gonna let you uh, perform. <laughs> you, know, you do that on your own time. <laughs> but, um, but shit, what is your views on relationship now? I don't believe in them. I want to, but I'm like terrified of relationships. I'm terrified when it comes to trusting, opening up, and loving someone. I know I can do it, but... It's just, I don't really believe in that. Because I always feel like at the end of the day, they go, they going to all fail. And that's not always the case, but that's just how I feel. I feel like it's always something that creates someone to change. Or it's going to be someone else that comes along that's just better. I don't know. Hmm. So, 
you don't believe in dating, mm-hmm. what do you believe? I just shit. You believe in partnership? Do you believe in you know just being friends with benefits? Do you believe in you know keeping it a certain distance when you're dealing with somebody? I feel like I believe in like friends with benefits. Because I find myself dealing with those a lot more than I've tried dating and it's it gets to a certain point and then it's like I just malfunction. I don't know what to do. And I purposely sabotage it to keep it from being sabotaged in the future and going through with that. So I feel like friends with benefits because it's like it's no title or nothing. And I don't really expect much out of you. It's no ties. Nothing. Not much emotion. Mm-mm. So I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, okay. it sounds like when things start to get deep with somebody, you kind of like flee, right? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I do. Okay. And I can see when it's getting deep and I'm just like, oh no, I got to stay the other direction. I'd rather go off road than to keep going straight. No, I get it. I used to be the same way. I used to be like, nah, bro, mm-hmm. I'm good. Just because like I knew how much my first relationship took out of me, mm-hmm. so I just like didn't want to go any further. Um, so yeah I, I get you so since we're on the topic what do you look for in a friends with benefits <laughs> um, communication is the biggest thing because I feel like a lot of things can happen from miscommunication if someone catches feelings someone needs to know I feel like the boundary, there's always boundaries or something so I feel like even with some a, a situation as simple as that there has to be boundaries because I don't want nobody out there claiming me or acting like we're in a relationship when, in my opinion, it's just a situation, a right. friends with benefits type of thing. Um, honesty. Because I'm, I feel like I'm just not a difficult person to deal with. Like, I just, it's a bare minimum to communicate and be honest, in my opinion. I tell me what you want. I can see if I can provide that for you. Right. And if it goes further, then it just does. But I don't know how it's going to go further. So you find comfort in communication and honesty. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing else. That I mean, that's all I could think of. Like, to me, that creates a lot. I mean. So what about when they become physical with you? You know, do you, do you start to, like, feel weird if they're intimate with you? Or, uh, you know, do you want to keep it more so, like, don't. No, no emotion. I don't want you to look me in my eyes. Don't fucking caress me. None of that. Um. Yeah, I do find that the intimacy part. I want intimacy, but at the same time, I know I push away from that because just from recent events, I'll be with somebody, and then I'll just lose all contact with them on purpose because they became too intimate with me, and I'll feel uncomfortable. I don't know what it is about that. So then, what would you do if somebody fought for you? They fought for your intimacy. They fought for. You know, for you to fuck with them still. What can you do, like as a Keep fight? Coming. That's happened before, and I still just dodge him. Look, my baby mom right now. You know how long it took me to get her? How long? Years, <laughs> years. I was in high school still trying to get her. I was out of high school trying, still trying to get her. Damn. Years, bro. And then she, you know, she tried to do a little push me away. Mm-hmm. You know, we fucked. All right, we good. We can mm-hmm. be friends. We've been friends. Nah, nah. You wanted her. I wanted that. <laughs> so, I mean, if somebody wants you better enough, they're going to get you. Trust and believe that. They're going to get you. Because I was persistent. What did you do? Kept like, coming. Did you come with, like, 
gifts and stuff or you just kept yeah, telling no, her? I ain't no gifts, baby. <laughs> ain't no gifts. What do you need gifts for? We ain't together. No, what I, what it really was about was I wanted I wanted her to see what I saw in her. Mm-hmm. I wanted to expose her to a different self, I mm-hmm. guess. And, you know, eventually it happened. It took a long time, but it happened. And I think, like, she appreciates that more than ever to this day. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, you know, somebody got to be patient with you. And you got to you gotta kind of want it, too. That is true. You got to kind of want it. Because if you don't want it, you'd be like, fuck that. That is true. I feel like I feel like if someone's too persistent with me, I feel like they just want one thing. Wow. That's literally where my mind goes. I don't know, because for a long time, I've only viewed myself. After that relationship, I only viewed myself as an object. Like... I feel like a human fleshlight for men. Mm. They just use my body. Just That's all I was good at to right. me. Because it was a lot of people coming to me. It was him mainly too that just... He always talked down on my personality and my looks. My I was 15. I didn't grow into anything. Right. Um, so after... I just saw myself as an object, like a piece of meat, like a rag or something. So when people come to me and they tell me that they think I'm beautiful or they want me, I just... I don't see why. Because I, I, I don't see it in myself yet. I've grown a lot since that relationship, of course, in a lot of areas. But I still don't see what I should see in myself. And I feel like I can't accept someone's love or accept a new view of life on relationships if I can't even see that in myself. But I don't think I ever will. You think you're kind to yourself? No. Why? I always have something... I always beat myself up over the littlest stuff. The littlest stuff. Like, just being late here. I'm so mad at myself about that. It's literally just the tiniest stuff, and I feel like I always end up doing big regrets. Like, maybe a month ago, I had um, a bad mental breakdown, and it was just every... I literally sat on the couch for hours overnight thinking about every wrong thing I've ever said, every wrong step I've ever took, every wrong decision I've ever made, and where I could be if I went the other way. I don't ever think about what I did right or what I could do right. So I just expect that from people. I feel like the more mean a guy is, the more I appreciate that. And that sounds terrible. I know. More mean. Hmm? More mean? Yeah, like when they, I don't like, okay, so like right now, I guess I have this friends with benefits, you could say, but he's not the type to just talk to me all the time. He doesn't like my pictures. He doesn't comment on anything. He doesn't. He doesn't compliment me even in person and stuff. We just do what we do and just go. I feel like I take that better than someone trying to get me to see that I'm beautiful. I don't know. I don't like compliments. I don't I don't like compliments at all. I will not take one. Interesting. <laughs> I will not take one. It, just, it sounds like you're like, like you, you beat your own self up. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it's easier if I beat myself up than let somebody else do it. Why does anybody have to do it? I grew up like I grew up not being able to defend myself like the way I grew up I grew up with a single mom who had two jobs so she wasn't around but my mom's socially kind of awkward so growing up with someone who doesn't talk I didn't know how to talk and she kind my mom grew up with depression I grew up with her having depression so I take care of her she's insecure so I feel like everything in my childhood kind of got projected onto me kind of molded you yeah that's why I accepted the things I accepted and why I see myself the way I do. Because in her mind, if you see everything wrong, before it can go wrong, you already winning. She don't ever see nothing positive. Well, yeah, I'm about to say that. She doesn't. Okay. 
So let's let's try something. Okay. I want you to say at least three things good about yourself right now. Oh wow. Three things. What do you like about yourself? It's a sad because I can't think of anything. Yes, you can. Um, I like the fact that I don't need a crowd to do stuff. Like I go to concerts alone. I go to places. I go to a lot of places by myself, and I feel like ever since I cut my hair, that's helped a lot too. Mm-hmm. Because um, when I was younger, it was always seen if a black woman cuts her hair, then she's insecure. Right. Even though it should be the opposite, but uh, I feel like I gained more confidence, a little more confidence when I cut my hair so I can do things alone. That's one thing. Um, two. Look at that. Just so you can go, you said you couldn't think about <laughs> it. It's getting the other two out. Mm, I don't have two more. Yes, you do. Stop telling yourself you don't. Yes, you do. I have no idea. You love, you love your poetry? You Some like that about yourself? Some of them, yeah. Actually, yeah, I do love it. That's two. Third one, um, I guess just my willing to, like, forgive people. Not even just forgive people, but, like, love people. I, I know one thing, I'm a lover. Mm-hmm. I can love, I know how to love people. I don't know how to accept love, but I know how to love people. Right. I know how to be there for people. I know how to talk to them and get them through tough times. I guess that's the third thing. Okay. okay that's three. Look at that. That's three. <laughs> that's three. Just like that. No, that's good though. In what ways have you grown and who are you today? In the ways I've grown, I think I tolerated a lot less. Okay. I feel like I'm able to identify red flag. I mean yeah, I guess I'm able to identify red flags and people, things that um, I know I wouldn't want to deal with in the long run. Like, because I feel like when you first meet somebody, you get that honeymoon phase, and everything they do just seems acceptable. Yeah. And you have an excuse for everything. But I feel like now I'm able to see that I might find it cute now, but in the long run, I'm not going to want to deal with that. So I guess just identifying stuff like that, patience. Patience is a big thing and allowing myself to be human. I had to one day literally sit down and tell myself it's okay to feel emotions and it's okay that the way I feel is valid. Because I used to always try to just shove it down like this is unnecessary, you're being too emotional. I was always called sensitive in my life. Right. But because everybody in my family, they're not. They don't like to express themselves. We growing up we barely said I love you in the house. So I was always called sensitive, but I feel like I'm able to tell myself I'm okay to be human. I'm okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be hurt. And that got me through a lot. Just I, accepting it. I feel like the word sensitive has a negative connotation to it. Mm-hmm. For no reason. Yeah, it does. Like, because when you're sensitive, you're aware. Mm-hmm. You're aware of, like, how everybody feels around you, how you feel. Mm-hmm. And you can find a way to communicate clearly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So... I don't think sensitive is a bad thing at all. I'm sensitive. I'm quick to turn up. I'm quick to be happy about some shit. Mm -hmm. When I'm excited, I'm really excited. Like, so. I've always been like, my feelings will always get hurt when someone calls me sensitive. Like, I always get mad. Fuck that, bro. Fuck (laughs) it. People call me sensitive, I'm like, what you gonna do? You gonna be my ass? That need to be my response. Feel me? Like, but, nah, man. It's cool to be sensitive. 
I'm just now learning that. Someone recently, I was recently dealing with, called me sensitive and like will block me over stuff. So I guess that kind of helped. That kind of played a part in it too. But um, I think just since that relationship and up, up until now, and even continuing after today, not only am I just learning myself, I'm learning what I want because right now a goal for me is to start believing in love again. I don't know how I'm gonna do it, but that's really a goal for me because as a kid and even in the back of my mind now I want to be married and I want the family that I didn't get I want my kids to be able to grow with their siblings and to have a mom and a dad a loving one not one where we're arguing and it's just dysfunctional I want the opposite of what I grew up with I grew up with my aunts and my cousins and my mom I mean there's nothing wrong with that but the arguing 24-7 the it just felt like bad girls club that's all it felt like and um i know i want different so that's a goal for me right now okay well since that is your goal i want you to do some homework okay your homework is going to be name three things that you like about yourself every day every day every day it has to be something different something there oh something okay different. how long does this go on how it, it takes 30 days to create a habit. Okay. It's 30 days. Then you can do that? Mm-hmm. All right. I can do that. All right, we're going to see. I'm going to check up on you, too. I'm going to be like, <laughs> what's three things? I can do that. All right, cool. So, talking to your 15-year-old self today, mm-hmm. what advice would you give her? To open her eyes. Open her to eyes. To realize that it's okay it's okay to not be loved by certain people because not everybody's love is here you don't want everybody to love 15 year old me wanted everybody to love me and i think that's why i fell into him so easily because he just threw it out there he just literally put it in my hand he didn't fight for it i didn't have to fight for it it was just same place same time same place same time kind of thing um to be like to go slow because around the time i got into relationship with him I was still distraught over my dad going back to jail. So I feel like I needed a man around me. And I always tell her she doesn't, but she's fine by herself. Cause 15 year old me is, she, she's so different from who I am today. Like she's so much happier, so much herself, like not afraid to do anything. I had like probably 50 different hairstyles my junior year and rocked them all, didn't care. I was walking around Eisenhower High, like it was a red carpet. And now I just, now I don't want to show my face anywhere. Hmm. But uh, 15 year old me, she would have to know that she's going to be okay. And that she's beautiful inside and out and she can conquer anything. And she doesn't need a man, whether it's a brother, a father, a significant other, to validate her worthiness. I know that's right. (laughs) No, that's good though. All right, here's my last question. Okay. You say you want, you know, love and, you know, you want to learn how to love yourself. Mm -hmm. What does love even look like to you? Love to me, it's about, it's about peace. And it's not going to be peaceful all the time, I know that. But I feel like it's about strength and, like, like I said, honesty. Because I seen this post that said, um, be at peace with yourself so you don't disturb mine. I feel like that's very true because if 
I don't love myself and I jump into a relationship with somebody who does love themselves, I feel like I'm going to project my insecurities onto them. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to treat someone the way I should have treated my ex. I don't want to do that because they didn't do anything to me. I feel like... Shit, I don't know. You don't know? That's okay. <laughs> we are, we, a lot of people don't know what love looks like. Shit, I, I still don't know what entirely what love looked like, but I know what feels good. I know what makes me feel happy. I know what makes me feel all the buttery butterflies and shit. I, yeah, niggas get butterflies too. <laughs> shit. That's another thing. I don't, the way I see men, I feel like they don't, I feel like they're robots. Like, you can, like, and I feel bad about this because it's not true. And I know it's not true. But the way I see a man, I just feel like he has no emotions, nothing. He's just walking around this earth. No, he can do anything, he can conquer anything, and he's fine. I feel like women are more emotional, like not in a negative way. Like, I just feel like we feel more than men do. I feel like no man will ever feel anything. Like, I don't know, I feel like men can't miss people, they can't be hurt. And it's ignorant, I know that's ignorant, but that's how I perceive them. And I think that has, that has to change too before I love somebody because I'll purpose. This sound bad, but I'll purposely hurt a man, hurt a man, just to see if he'll get hurt. Oh. Like, I'll purposely say something or do something to see if he gets hurt. To get a reaction. Yeah. And even when they react, I still don't believe him. <laughs> so, it's bad. I see. All right. Well, there you go. Assignment number two. <laughs> Learning what love is. What feels good to you? What do you need to fix? How do you accomplish your goal? There you go. But that concludes our podcast episode. Okay. I thank you for having, or thank you for coming on to the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, don't forget your homework, man. I'm, I'm not, definitely tapping I'm, in. Man. I got you. Uh, you have any outro for the audience? No. No. All right. <laughs> there it is, people. There you have it. We have Ashley on the show. Dev signing out. <laughs>